Lessons from a senior executive of a Fortune 10 company. So I had a call earlier today with a leader who I haven't spoken with in a little while. And and in the last three months, he was promoted to the C-suite, the senior team. He reports directly to the CEO of a Fortune 10 company, $170 billion annually in revenue. His team now is about 35,000 people. And after the call, I, I, I hung up and I thought, why do I love that leader so much? And why has he been able to scale the org chart? And so in this episode, I want to share four things that I think have made him successful and that we can all learn from. Let's go. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. Your time to register is running out coming up in on December 7th and then on December 14th. So at the time that we're publishing this episode, we've got less than a week until we do this live. We're doing two live web classes in, in the month of December 2021 to help you get your team and yourself ready to hit the ground running at the beginning of the new year. So what creates alignment on a team? You see, so many leaders start off the new year creating awareness of their goals, their strategy, their vision for the next year, but they don't create alignment and it slows them down. It creates so many obstacles in the first quarter, even the second quarter of the new year. So what have we learned coaching and consulting executives of some of the largest companies in the world? What makes a difference between a team that hits the ground running and one that doesn't, that just seems to not be aligned. It seems to be struggling with getting into alignment with the vision or the plan or the strategy for the new year. We're going to share our observations and some tips with you along with a few hundred other leaders around the globe in our free live web class coming up on December 7th and December 14th. If you're not registered yet, tap on the link in the show notes. Just swipe up or swipe over. You'll see the link to Grow 2022, the year of movement. That's what we're calling it. Just tap on that link and then fill out your name, email address, a couple other things, and you are registered. You've got your seat locked down. And uh, we're super excited for this fast-paced, interactive, super um, useful, uh, we hope, um, live web class coming up in the next few days at the time we're releasing this. Okay, Uh, this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching executives of some of the world's biggest companies, and they retain us, they pay us, they hire us because we impact their results in aligned leadership team makes an enormous difference in an organization. And so we make our living helping teams get aligned and create alignment throughout their organization. So today I had a call just a few hours ago with, uh, with someone I really like someone I really enjoy working with. And I think my first, my first time meeting him was gosh, six years ago, seven years ago. And, um, and, and he was, he was a senior executive in the senior ranks, but probably down three or four levels from the, from the C-suite, um, in this very large, um, company. And I'm going to leave a lot of details out 
because I didn't ask his permission to tell this story. And so I don't want to get too much in detail and I don't want to reveal too much. I'm just going to be general, but I think you'll find value. At least for me, it causes me to think about some things that I can apply to the way that I lead the, the people that I interact with. And, um, and so I'm going to share four takeaways from this, this, this executive. And I just want to give you a little bit of background. So when I first met him, um, he was, he was making his way through the ranks of a, um, uh, of a very large, um, company. Gosh, I shouldn't say more than that. Um, and, 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 and he was impressive. Just, uh, just, uh, one of those people that you, you meet and you go, wow, that's, that's, that's a nice person a warm individual and a, an effective leader. And, and, and then he asked me to help out his team, a project that he was responsible for that had a lot of people, thousands of people contributing to it involved from different areas of the organization. He asked me to come out and help him. And so I, I facilitated a few leadership team meetings and then we got involved with hundreds of additional leaders and so on and so forth. And then um, it's been a while. It's been quite a while. A lot of times you, you get involved with an organization, you dig in, you're working on a project, you're working on something, and then um, you get the group kind of going and and then you move. we move on and they move on to kind of the next thing. And then, then all of a sudden you get a direct message on LinkedIn from them or an email or a text or a phone call and, and they've changed positions or changed companies or they've got new thing, new challenges and they need some help. They need an outside perspective. So they, they reach out to you and they say, Hey, can you help us with this? And, and so then you reconnect and it's not, it's not abnormal in the consulting business for, you know, some people you, you, you're working with nonstop, you're interacting with their teams or their organizations um, every quarter, every month for years. Others, you, you dig in deep and, and for maybe a year or two or six months and then, and then, and then not, uh, you're not interacting with them every single month. You might be every quarter or once a year, whatever it might be. And, um, and then you come back and it just kind of ebbs and flows. And I love it. I, I absolutely love that. So, so this leader I haven't talked to in a while and he was promoted in just the last few months to the C-suite, the senior team reporting into the CEO of a company that you all would know the name of. And, um, I mean, when you talk about, $170 billion in revenue. That's just insane. Right. And, um, and that's, that's what their company does. And so he's got a new executive, a new leadership team overseeing this part of the company. That's got about 30, he said between 30 and 40,000 people that will be part of this team that, that he's creating. And so he's, he's putting together that team and organizing it. And what I wanted to share in this episode were four things that I've observed in this leader, and I shared two of these with him in, in our call today. I said, you know what? I, I just have to point out two things that I really appreciate about you and uh, that, I, that, that are, are so exciting. And I, I told him, I said, man, you are like you're in the top 10, like the, the, the senior most 10 people of one of the 10 biggest companies in the world. You've been promoted to that. Like, can we just stop for a second and realize how stinking cool that is? Like, that's incredible. And uh, he la- he laughed and smiled real big, and he was appreciative and humble about it. And and then we dug in and started talking about um, some of the challenges he got and where, where he needs some help. So here are four things that have helped this leader scale the org chart, grow his career, impact. And I know some of you, you, you don't have any desire to scale to the C-suite or you don't want to be part of some gigantic corporation. Neither do I, by the way, but I do want to be an effective leader. 
And one of the things I love and value most about what I do for a living is learning, observing, seeing um, what very effective and train wrecks of leaders do and then applying it and integrating it on my own because we're all constant students, right? We haven't finished. We haven't gotten to the finish line. We, we aren't fully formed. We aren't the leader yet that we want to become. So we're working hard on it. And, um, and so here are four things. Let's just dive into the list. Number one, what this leader does well, and I want you to think about how well you do this and where you can improve. Um, and some of these will be relative to you, relevant, and others may not be. The first thing is he understands. This is interesting. Like we could do a whole episode on this. I have done some episodes on this, but I haven't said it this way. And I'm becoming more and more convinced of this, but he understands the human desire, the human need to create. I want you to think about that. Do you agree with that? Do you think that is true? Do you think that that's accurate? That there's a human desire to create? I do. And again, I think we could have a whole discussion, a whole episode on that. And so how does he do that? Well, he's talking constantly in the meetings. I've seen this leader in over the years, he's talking constantly. There's this, this, there's this contagious energy about him, about we're creating the future. We're designing the the way we're going to work in the future. We're creating the solutions that will propel this company forward. I've heard him say things like that over and over and over again in front of teams. And, and we need to be reminded of that uh, on the teams that we're a part of because there's all of this pain and there's all of this discomfort, all these challenges that we're feeling and experiencing. And you have to remind me the why behind it. Oh yeah, we're creating the future. Oh yeah, we're inventing the, 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 the way that things will go in the future. I mean, that I, I, I was listening to Elon Musk recently, just actually this morning. As I was waking up, I was listening to a recent interview he did and uh, think what you will of Elon Musk, but you can't argue with a lot of the results he's, he's, uh, he's, um, he's delivered and he's a creator and you listen to him. You just hear this contagious, um, energy around creating, designing, inventing. And so this leader, he talks about that. He lives it. He speaks about it. And it creates energy around him. So I just would have us think about, you think about, how much do you talk about that with your team? Do they feel like they're innovating and creating the future? Do you feel? One of the reasons that we launched Lone Rock Consulting earlier this year in 2021 was because of my need to create. I needed no shackles, no restriction in the ability to create. And... um I, I, and, and if you're, if you're being held back in that space right now, you know how painful that is. You know how challenging that is. And, and when we don't own the company or whatever else, yeah, we're going to have some restrictions on that. But if there are too many handcuffs or too many, um, ropes on us or chains on us holding back from creating, or our team feels that you're not going to have energy. You're not going to have people's best efforts. And this leader's really good at vocalizing that, talking about it, he understands the human desire, the need to create. Number two, he listens and leads. Isn't that an interesting combination? Because you know, don't you, some people who are really good listeners, they're leaders who are really good listeners, but they're not good leaders. Like they don't lead. There's no vision. There's no decision. 
They're, they're, things just linger out there, but they're really good at listening. Well, they're not effective. And then, you know, other people are really good leaders. Like they, they're decisive and they make decisions and they got vision, but they're not good listeners. And so they don't create much alignment and they don't bring people along with them. And so this leader has that balance. I was thinking about this in our call with him today. He listens and leads. He makes the decision when it needs to be made in the room. He doesn't fill the whole space, but he listens and he leads. Man, it's a powerful combination. Okay. Again, all of these points we could do a whole episode on. I just want you thinking. My job in this, in this podcast is to get you thinking about different things. He listens and leads. Number three is humility. He is a real person comfortable with being a real person. And let me give you an example. In our call this morning, he started by talking about his two kids. His daughter came home from college for Thanksgiving and his son uh, goes, is in, is in school, boarding school, goes away, lives away from home. And, um, and he's a teenager and he, and he, so they were both home. His daughter and his son were home. And so he started by talking about um, them being home and, you know, he was laughing and telling some of the struggles, some of the, you know, great things that happened over the weekend at kind of their vacation house that they were at and, uh, for, for Thanksgiving. And, and then I said, you know, um, I've got kids that are in college now and some adult kids, you know, that are getting into their, you know, 20 and 18. Those are the ages of my two oldest. And I said, here are some things that are really cool about this phase. And here are some things that I'm just trying to figure out as a dad, how much do I get involved here or don't get involved and whatever. And he, he started coaching, he started laughing. He's like, yeah, Russ, this is what you do. Like a real person, totally comfortable being real and raw and flawed and whatever else he's got humility. Like he's real. You know how many people there are and the, the further up the org chart you go and the bigger the organization, the more artificial, the more fake, the more people try to design their pers- your perception of them. They're really working hard to manage what you think of them by the things that they wear, the things that they say, the things that they don't say, how they present themselves, how much they laugh, all those things. You know what I'm talking about? And you're like, dude, let down your hair. Or like, is there a real, is there a real human being in there? Because I don't like really working for a robot or a fake person or somebody who's appears arrogant. Like, just be real. And can we just talk for a few minutes before this meeting gets going about the things we're going through as a mom, moms and dads and sisters and siblings and neighbors and whatever, like, can we just be real? And this person, one of the things I think that's made him successful is his level of humility. He's a real person comfortable with himself. So awesome. I shouldn't even have to say that. None of us should. Right. But it's a good reminder to all of us to make sure we're showing up that way. Number four, the fourth thing, and I could make a longer list, you all, but these are four things that just hit me right away that I think have really helped him. He has, and this is related to number three, but he has a sense of humor. Like, I don't know how many times we were laughing in, in our um, Zoom call with him today. You know, we're on camera and, um, and chatting with him and, and getting caught up on, on what he's dealing with and where he needs some help and questions he's got and different, you know, things that he's got in this new position that he's just taken on which is massive. And, uh, and he's just laughing and he's, he's making fun of himself and he's, he's cracking up and, and, and laughing at our, you know, some of our jokes and, 
that again, I, that's connected to number three, humility and real person. But don't you want to work? Don't you want to be around somebody who laughs, who smiles, just makes fun of themselves, is is uh, laughs at your jokes, um, allows space and time for that, like that? Just need that, don't we? And um, and and so my quick list of four things that I think have made this leader scale the org chart and be successful. And I know these sound basic, but they're they're unfortunately they're rare in a lot of people. They, uh, they he understands. So number one, he understands a human desire to create. I I'd just love for you to think about whether you do that and how much you're allowing your team to do it and how much freedom you feel to be able to do that right now. And maybe your lack of freedom to do that is making you not as effective of a leader. And maybe 2022 is the year you need to make some changes, or maybe you're not allowing your team enough space to, to feel fully engaged with their desire to create things are too defined or too, um, you know, there, there's too much control. So number one, he understands the human desire to create. Number two, he listens and leads rare combination, which is so powerful. Number three, humility, a real person comfortable with themselves. And number four, sense of humor loves to laugh. Um, it's just, there's nothing more rewarding than watching people succeed. Is there, um, to, to struggle and, and figure things out and learn and grow. And, and, and I, it was just so cool to be on this call today and to see this person who's newly within just the last few months been promoted to the C-suite, the senior executive team reporting directly into the CEO of this fortune 10 company. Um, it's, it's, it's been so gratifying for me to watch him over the years move up and then move up again and then move up again. And, um, and uh, I, man, that's, that's fun. It's, part, it's one of the things that's most rewarding of, of leadership in general and certainly my job. Okay, so hopefully got you thinking with those four things. If you haven't registered for Grow 2022, the year of movement, our free live web class, tap on the link in the show notes. Just fill out your name, email address. If you can make it live, that would be awesome. You'll join hundreds of other leaders, for executives from around the globe. Um, you'll get tons of value out of this. I promise you that. We wouldn't do it if we didn't have a lot of material to give you. And if you can't make it live, that's okay. The recording will be available to you. The only way you can get it, though, is if you register at the link in the show notes. I hope you're healthy. hope you're doing well. hope you're having a, if you're listening to this at the time I record it, hope you're having a fabulous holiday season. We'll talk to you soon.